Okay, so we're back. Talk to you about Stephen A. Smith. What do you got to say about the uh, fried chicken promotion by Joe Biden to get black votes? Talk about the migrants going crazy in this country. Much more, especially about the uh, U.S. soldier who put himself on fire. It's a statement. Let's get into it. Hard Talk Radio Live in 4K. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion in sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just basketball, playing guard on the JV team from my school. How about the school? How y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business. Academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we, we, yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business. And it's just, it's cool, it's a great experience. I'm impressed. Is that a new program at the school? Yes, sir, it is. It just started just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. Okay. You just feel it, can't you? Yes, sir. Your dad jumped in front of the bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise once you're a teenager. We're going to race, so you got to be patient with us, you know what I mean? Oh! Oh! Before I get into this, let me say, in the interest of full disclosure, fairness, the Biden campaign says it would target North Carolina with heavy advertising and its push to win the battleground state in the 2024 election. Biden narrowly lost. North Carolina to then President Donald Trump in 
He didn't have the respect for Tyree Nichols' mother to call her son by his name, her dead son. This is how much respect Joe Biden has for black people. Okay? This is outrageous. If he wanted the Asian vote, he wouldn't dare use a stereotype of food with them. Or the Jews. He wouldn't dare pull that crap. But blacks, I'm surprised he didn't pull out grape, grapefruit soda and watermelons. I'm surprised. And I wonder how much the father was paid to do this. I wonder how much. And not to ask any hard questions about reparations. What's in it for us to get to give you our vote? Okay. What is it that you have that will make me vote for you instead of Donald Trump? Something like that. And unfortunately, you have a lot of blacks that will just go for Biden without demanding things for reparations to about this situation in Chicago right now that Latinos outnumber the blacks. And Latinos are going to basically get these blacks kicked out of their homes in Chicago for these migrants. The migrant shelters are better in better conditions than the black shelters. The migrant shelters are literally condos. Okay. And blacks can't even get those types of shelters. A large number of the homeless in Chicago are black people. Joe Biden, what are you going to do about that? Nothing, no, nothing like that. Nothing. Okay. Nothing's coming out of that man's mouth. And this is the problem when blacks want to be beat their chest and want to fight white supremacy. You have no teeth. You're not willing to stand against the, the, the white supremacist, whether it's Republican or Democrat. They give you money, you'll bow down. And just sit there and take it. And you don't care about the example you set for your sons. And you then when your sons get older and they don't respect you, you wonder why. See, this is the problem with a lot of black Americans in this country. Talk big and bad about white supremacy. About how, yeah, we, you know, we, we used to be kings. We used to be kings. All right. But when it comes to the public, you know, out in public, when it comes to your white boss, when it comes to, you know, dealing with whites on the job, you're cowards. Not willing to take risks. To even fight against white supremacy. Not willing to take risks to upset black white supremacists within your own political party or in your family you say look we got to stop this uh, you know we got to kick these planned parenthoods out out of our neighborhoods oh no you don't you're not willing to have that fight you're not willing to have that fight you're not willing to fight against the black white supremacists in your families or who come against you because they get off on the fact that you know babies are deleted and they don't have to take any responsibility or the, the black feminist who thinks it's a right thing, to, righteous thing to have an abortion. 
Never know. Never mind. It messes up her insides. Hmm. Want to fight against white supremacy and racism, but you're pretty okay with Planned Parenthood in your neighborhoods. You're pretty okay with drag queens reading storybooks to your kids. You're pretty okay with the alphabet mafia making books of graphic material trying to groom your kids in middle school and in kindergarten. Pretty okay with that, but you want to fight against white supremacy. White supremacy is on both sides, especially the Democrats. And in order for you to even get a position in Democratic Party, you have to be okay with that disgusting crap. Heck, you, you guys are not even willing to face the fact that Martin Luther King was a communist. You're not willing to face that. You think communism is a good thing. You think socialism is a good thing. That's the thing. You're not willing to fight. You just talk a lot of crap. Okay? Especially when it came to Chicago and you have these people talking to Brandon Johnson, begging him to do right by Chicago. Begging him. There's no consequences for betraying your people like what the blacks do in either of these parties. There's no consequences. You go for Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization. Get mad when people talk this. You get mad when blacks talk about this because it's the truth. Pretty much is the truth. Things are going to get worse. In this country, when things really fall apart, blacks are going to get outnumbered. And it's sad to say they may even I hate to say. it, It's going to be open season. It's sad to say. Because you're letting this nonsense go on with white supremacy. Many of you will be trafficked. Many of you will be in will face such horror because you weren't willing to take white supremacy seriously and fight against it. Sad to say. It is sad to say. Let's keep going. Really? Sitting down and eat fried chicken. Come on, man. 
Now, on this show, I've called out Trump and various other Republicans for some of the decisions that they made and some of the things that they've done. Do you think I'm going to let President Biden off the hook? This wasn't Kamala, this wasn't Kamala Harris and Raleigh. This was him. Crime bill. You know that crime bill that led to mass incarceration and others in the Democratic Party lamented? Well, who was more of a culprit in that regard than Biden? I recognize what he's done for HBCUs. I recognize these things. I'm not trying to, exp I want to know who the hell came up with that idea. My thing is this, he hasn't done, what, what about reparations? It's nice he's thrown blacks a bone here and there, but uh, what has he done for reparations? Let's talk about the fact with Biden and um, suing Tennessee lawmakers for preventing people who have HIV, knowingly have HIV, from spreading it, putting penalties. He says that's against the Disabilities Act. If he wins that, do you understand what's going to happen? That's another genocide. That is genocide right there. Fortunately, blacks, black Americans, what can I say? What can I say? All right, let's get into these migrant situations right here. Let's get an update on these migrant situations. For use. With FBI agents earlier today, record show the address involved is owned by a top aide to Mayor Adams. Fox Eyes Morgan McKay joined. Steve Natasha, the FBI confirming for us today that they did raid the home behind me, which records show belonged to Winnie Greco. Now, Greco is director of Asian Affairs and also a top advisor to Mayor Eric Adams. An Adams spokesperson telling us tonight that the mayor has not been contacted by the FBI on this matter as of today. Now, the FBI not giving us a lot of details on what this raid is about. But take a look at this video here of agents entering and leaving the house, carrying boxes and files. What we do know right now, the City Department of Investigation launched a probe into Greco last year after the news outlet The City reported that Greco allegedly made a business executive give a nonprofit she founded a $10,000 donation.
Association in exchange for access to an event hosted by the mayor at Gracie Mansion. The city also reported that Greco allegedly helped a former Adams campaign volunteer get a government job and then after demanded he help supervise renovations at her house for free while he was supposed to be at his city job. Greco has been an advisor to Adams for decades, going back to the time when he he was Brooklyn Borough President, where she had a volunteer role. This latest raid comes as the FBI is also allegedly looking into whether Adams accepted illegal campaign donations from Turkish officials. The FBI last year raided the homes of his top campaign fundraiser and one of his staffers. They also seized the mayor's cell phones. Now, the administration sent a statement saying, quote, our administration will always follow the law and we always expect lines as we have will fully. We got a mayor that's corrupt. So how can we trust him? How can we trust him? All this going on and we got a migrant crisis. Doing all these types of deals. Oh, man. But let's check this out. What's going on in someone's basement with migrants? Let's check that one out. No one you won't believe this. That developing story in Queens, dozens of migrants on living a building inspection. <laughs> oh man! Inspectors say they found more than forty beds inside the store but when city officials finished counting the people inside they found 74 asylum seekers and then sent them to migrant shelter in the bronx eyewitness news reporter sonia rincon live in richmond hill with more sonia Avenue is a space that was housing dozens of migrants, adult men from West Africa. The owner of the shop fully admits to doing this. He says to help them out because he felt bad for them since they would be kicked out of shelters after 30 days. He says he wasn't charging them rent, just trying to be helpful. He also says it was perfectly safe, but neighbors didn't see it that way. Here's what it looks like in the back of the shop right now. The NYPD is going. This is the problem when people have a heart but no brain, okay? Any of those migrants harm any of those citizens, you're in trouble. You will get in trouble. You may go to jail. That's not your problem if they get kicked out in 30 days. No one told them to come to America with no real plan, no relatives here. And you don't want to go do things the right way. Come to this country legally. A lot of these migrants are men of fighting age. Okay. A lot of these migrants are also being sworn in as, as police officers. That's what they're not telling you as well. There's a lot going on that they're not telling you that you have to look it up um, through alternative media sources. 
guarding a backyard. The FDNY is going through the yard in the back of the store. Fire inspectors responded last night to weeks of complaints from at least one neighbor via 311. Complaints about about crowding, noise, and a lot of e-bikes being stored in that yard area. But what really bothered one particular neighbor the most was that this makeshift shelter involved a structure that fully obscured her window. The furniture Shop owner who was letting the men stay in his command, who were they don't want to go, they don't want to go through that again because it's like this morning most of them called me. They said what they've been through is they have never. Been through that last night. They've been through hell last night trying to find a place. We were fine. We we're just, you know, doing what we have to do. Now, city, the city, the mayor just spoke about this. Just this is insane. This is absolutely insane what they're doing. You're risking people's lives housing these migrants in your store your store could be closed down also the fact of the matter is nobody's looking to the fact that these migrants are dangerous you don't know these people so they're coming from africa all types of places you have diseases Queens area. Let's check out this other one right here. Tell New Yorkers now to do this. Comes as the migrant crisis reaches a boiling point here in New York City. Yesterday, inspectors discovered dozens of more in the Bronx, and it turns out that store is owned by the same man who is housing my got him in the Bronx he got him you know let's just say what if these store owners are getting paid to do this it's another thing what if these store owners are getting paid to house these migrants Just saying. The city's shelter system is failing them, but the city says he was putting the migrants and his neighbors at heights uh, with the very latest. Anthony. 
Ellie, as we spoke with some of those neighbors who called this appalling, the city has issued four violations to the corporate landlord, each carrying a max fine of $25,000. We spoke with a man who's been renting these two locations over the past couple of days, Ibu Sar, and he said that he saw these men sleeping out on the street and he just wanted to help. But people we spoke with out here today say there must be a better way. I'm appalled. Ray Pena walks by this Bronx furniture now up after dozens of West African migrants were found living there and were booted yesterday. I'm sure they come to this country to uh, get a better life and uh, but you got to do it the right way. The second time in a week migrants were found living in cramped unsafe retail locations means beds e-bikes MS-13 gangs and other gangs um, that are uh, coming over from you know, from Spanish countries, South America. What do we know about the West African gangs? There's crime all over the world. Are these people also could possibly be uh, gang members? Okay, they may not have, they may not be housed in the Queens or the Bronx, but like I said before. Some of these people, some of these people coming over here are criminals. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot they're not telling you. Place heaters all The big fire hazard right next to vet. Mazin Ali. Very unusual, you know, to find some people uh, living in a store, you know. He says the less than ideal living situation for, for a month spilling out onto the sidewalk. Sometimes in front of the store and yeah, it's kind of very bad thing, you know. The city issued vacate orders after people filed complaints about the hazardous conditions. The mayor's chief of staff was asked if the city's... I don't know that I can draw a direct correlation. What I can say is that over 60% of our population have taken steps to move into other places so to the extent that we'll do what we have done say something to every to be serious about this now now the <laughs> oh man but let's talk about uh mr newsom right now Okay.
and he's uh, facing corruption charges. Office is responding to accusations involving the state's new minimum wage law for fast food workers. A report published this week claims Newsom carved out an exemption for businesses like Panera Bread because of his connections to a campaign donor. CBS 8's Rocio Lefe joins us live in studio with the latest. Rocio? Yeah, a Bloomberg report claims that Governor Newsom pushed for an exemption to the state's new fast food minimum wage law to benefit Panera Bread after the franchise's owner made significant contributions to his campaign. The governor's office is denying the claims, but the state Republicans are demanding the attorney general look into it. Governor Gavin Newsom is facing corruption and favoritism allegations. This comes after a report claimed Newsom pushed to exempt bakeries from the state's fast food wage law to benefit a political donor who owns more than 20 Panera Bread restaurants in the state. The controversial report is sparking concern from voters and lawmakers. I can tell you that this is one of the most gross examples of a governor overstepping uh, his uh, authority and his ethics to come to this situation. I think Panera should uh, raise their prices up if everybody else has to. I don't think they should be exempt from that. That doesn't surprise me in the current environment. Um, Minimum wage law requires fast food chains to an hour. The law states considered to be fast food. Bag things that uh, Gavin Newsom does. All right, he had the whole place. His um, California locked down when the pandemic was around. Right, people had to do what is it? Social distancing, and he was seen having fun, elbow to elbow, just living it up, having a nice dinner. While everybody had to be in their homes, their livelihood was destroyed, but he was living the life. Okay? That is something that is despicable and two-faced and hypocritical. Okay? But unfortunately, this will happen once again. And people are not going to really do anything because when the next pandemic hits, people will just, you know, very few people will fight against it. Most will just lay down to get along. That's it. All right. And for some reason, people just didn't stick to their guns and have Gavin Newsom. Um, kicked out of his position in California. It is sad. It is sad. But unfortunately, things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. And now we're going to talk to about this um, 
U.S. servicemen who uh, put in that basically he lit himself on fire. Let's get into that. Okay, so we're having a little bit of problem here, so I am going to uh, just get into the article. That's what I'll do. One second, hold on one second. Let's see some right here. All right, here we go. All right. U.S. Airman dies after setting himself ablaze outside Israeli embassy in Israel Hamas war protest. All right, an active duty member of the U.S. Air Force has died after he set himself ablaze outside the U.S. outside the Israeli embassy in Washington D.C. while declaring that he will no longer be a complicit in genocide. The 25-year-old Airman Aaron Bushel of San Antonio, Texas, died from his injuries. The Metropolitan Police Department said Monday, Bushel had walked up to the embassy shortly before 1 p.m. Sunday and began live streaming on video streaming platform Twitch. A person familiar with the matter told the Associated Press law enforcement officials believe he set his phone down and then doused himself in accelerant and ignited the flames. At one point, he said he will no longer be complicit in genocide. The person said the video was later removed from the platform, but law enforcement officials have obtained a review copy. The person was not authorized to publicly discuss details of the ongoing investigation and spoke to the, the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. Investigators believe Bushel had been had been staying at the Trevor Lodge in Silver Spring, Maryland, which was searched Monday by federal agents. A law enforcement official said the official was not authorized to disclose details of the investigation publicly and also spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. In a statement Monday, the Air Force said the individual involved in yesterday's incident succumbed to his injuries and passed away last night. Later Monday, the Air Force said Bushel was a cyber defense operations specialist with the 5 531st 
Intelligence Support Squadron at Joint Base San Antonio. He had served on that on active duty since May 2020. Colonial Selena Noz, Commander the 7th 70th Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Wing said, Wing said, when a tragedy like this occurs, every member of the Air Force feels it. We extend our deepest sympathies to the family and friends of Senior Airman Bushel. Demonstrators held a vigil for Bushel outside the Israeli embassy Monday night. The incident happened as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is seeking the cabinet approval for a military operation in the southern Gaza city of Rafah while a temporary ceasefire deal is being negotiated. Israel's military offensive in Gaza, however, has drawn criticism, including genocide claims against Palestinians. Israel has adamantly denied the genocide allegations and said it's carrying out operations in accordance with international law in the Hamas Israel-Hamas war. In December, a person self-immolated outside the Israeli consulate in Atlanta used gasoline as an accelerant, according to Atlanta fire authorities. A Palestinian flag was found at the scene, and the act was believed to be one of extreme political protest. To me, this uh, basically this was a flat-out suicide, and uh, it's unfortunate what has happened to him. And I think that we really have to check into the issues of mental health. Okay, uh, when dealing with the military. Okay, and there was a better way to solve this is there was a better way to deal with this obviously he's in the military he may know things maybe the fact that he knows that u.s soldiers are helping with israel maybe the stress of that got to him okay and you can't go and set yourself ablaze and take yourself out like that because the only thing's going to happen is that you're just going to be a blip you know of a news story, like what, 10 minutes? Okay, less than 10 minutes, and that's that. You're forgotten. Instead, would have been a better idea was to leave the military, talk to people who are, who are serious about getting this story out, write a book, blog, get with people who understand what's really going on with the military, understand how they do things like this, and to bring awareness. Start a social media channel, get the news out. But taking yourself out like this was pointless. Because when you do this, the people who you are standing against, who are the corrupt people, the ones in power, they win. That's it. But let's go on to the reasons why people are taking a protest against Israel's you know, treatment of the Palestinians and the uh, how they're just being horribly horrible to the Palestinians. Let's check out this video right here. Fair use. 
witnesses and the Hamas-run Palestinian Ministry of Health say that more than 100 people were killed in what is being described as a chaotic incident as IDF soldiers opened fire as people were trying to get food from aid trucks. CNN's Jeremy Diamond is gathering new details. He's been picking up some new reporting. Jeremy, bring us up to speed here. Well, first of all, Kate, I think it's important to note that the aid situation, the humanitarian situation in northern Gaza is just so, so desperate. And that seems to be part of what led to this scene. Hundreds, if not thousands of people surrounding some of these uh, aid trucks that were able to enter northern Gaza. Some of the very few aid trucks that have actually been able to make it in there. And you can see in this video by the Israeli, from the Israeli military uh, the crowds of people around these uh, trucks. But what appears to have happened is that the Israeli military opened fire on some of these people who are surrounding these trucks. Uh, an Israeli military official telling us that the crowd approached the forces in a manner that posed a threat to the troops. And they say that those troops then responded with live fire. Now, eyewitnesses on the scene have told us that Israeli tanks as well as drones opened fire on this crowd um, and that following that there was a chaotic scene. Uh, some of the drivers of these aid trucks apparently tried to get away uh, amid the, this gunfire and, and killed uh, several additional people. We are told that 104 people were killed in this incident, 760 people injured according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health. It's not clear yet. There's no excuse for this at all. None. There, there. This, this is just monstrous. Okay. And the thing is, is though, what you also have to understand is the, uh, the Israeli people, the soldiers. They, they are basically, they're basically brainwashed. All right, to believe an ideology found in the Talmud that, you know. Non non Jews are animals and inferior, and they could get away with this. Okay, if you, all you gotta do is get a copy of the Talmud, and you will see why they do what they do. All right, that's all you have to do. People will, will probably say, "Oh, you're, you're anti." No, I'm not anti-Semitic. Get yourself a copy of the Talmud, and you will see what I am talking about. All right. Okay, so um, let's get into basically uh, what Florida is doing with uh, when it comes to meat that Bill Gates wants to provide. Tell you one thing, and the minute he touched what hurt me was like when he touched Bragg's apple cider. Whew, I was like, <laughs> just the fact that a man that you know he, he has no experience in um medical health, medical science, and for some reason he is the person to tell you what's good for you to eat, how you should live when it came to you know the uh. The pandemic, scary. Let's get into it. Florida ban set to ban Bill Gates' fake meat causes cancer. Lawmakers in Florida are set to ban Bill Gates' fake meat products in the state due to its overwhelming evidence that lab-grown meat, lab meat causes cancer. Bill HB 1071 
will make the sale of cultivated meat illegal, meaning any business or individual caught manufacturing or selling the fake meat will be criminally prosecuted. FloridaPolitics.com reports Representative Daniel Alvarez, a Tampa Republican, defended the move to ban the sale of cultivated meat completely, though he acknowledged that it would won't likely last forever. But he said it will be at least five years before the food will even be widely available commercially, and lawmakers have time to revisit the issue. I want a free market that tells me when I can put a product in Publix. I know that it's safe and secure, Alvarez said. But critics of the legislation say the bill will stifle, stifle a burgeoning biotech industry a burgeoning biotech industry presence in Florida that included Republicans on the committee. Republican Jim Mooney, uh, is Marondo Republican, said there's plenty of meat on plates imported from around the world that gives him a pause. So why sound alarms about meat cultivated in safe U.S. laboratories? Huh? We don't want to eat Chinese food that's going to be in our plates. Ultimately, down the road, that's and that's scary. Scary thought, Mooney said. Tilapia. You've ever seen how it's raised in Vietnam? So you know how I feel on this. The legislation has been supported by traditional agricultural, including the Florida's Cattlemen's Association. But investors, researchers, and entrepreneurs have said it's a mistake to bar the product completely. Yeah, right. Just this week, the North American Meat Institute sent a letter to Governor Ron DeSantis and legislative leaders that that group is the largest and longest standing trade association for meat packers. And opponents of the legislation said the undermined suggestion cellular agriculture poses a threat to traditional farming. Legislators and others who beat the food safety drum in support of HB 1071 and SB 1084 do so at their peril and the peril of others because the, these bills establish a precedent for adopting policies and regulatory requirements that could one day adversely affect bill supporters. The Meat Institute letter reads, critics note the U.S. Department of Agriculture has already approved consumption of the product, but Senator Jay Collins, a Tampa Republican, said Florida has a reason to express more caution than federal government has shown. We're saying we want more testing, more safety data before we allow this to be sold in Florida. Just because the Florida, the Food and Drug Administration has allowed it, Collins said, acknowledging that he doesn't foresee the ban lasting forever. Only two restaurants in the country right now serve cultivated meat. One is in San Francisco and another in Washington, and both so lab-grown white meat. Ugh. Meanwhile, research into cultivation of meat remains ongoing at a number of universities and institutions. In Florida, the University of Florida and the University of Miami both have studies underway, as do Moat Marine Laboratory in Sarasota and NASA facilities in Cape Canaveral. Just remember, NASA means to lead astray, lead astray in Hebrew. Just, just understand that. Just let that sink in. Sponsors in both chambers amended bills to allow for research to continue. Democrats in the Senate welcomed the, that shift but feared if sale of meat remains banned, it will hurt research efforts. I'm not sure why we would in the free state of Florida, we're trying to stop a whole new industry, said Senator Lori Berman, a Benton Beach Democrat. Look, these people, these people want to push this, but they're not going to be the ones eating the meat. That's the thing. We're going to be, we're, we're probably going to be forced to be vegetarians. All right. 
those of us with sense. But these Democrats, they're pushing it because they know they're not going to be the ones eating the meat. They're going to the common folk will be the ones forced to eat this meat. Anyway, so let's talk about um, the World Economic Forum. You know, deciding to uh, have this new cyber attack to have the new world order emerge. Let's talk about that. Fair use. The global elite's Noah's Ark moment is almost here. According to a WF insider who wants final preparations being put in place for a devastating cyber attack on the US power grid that will disconnect the public from the internet, wipe out savings and plunge the nation into chaos for years, allowing the elite to roll out the next phase of their totalitarian master plan. While the masses will be left to fend for themselves in a desperate fight for survival that most are supposed to lose, those who have been designated upgraded humans by the WF will be saved by what Davos is calling their technological Noah's Ark. Before we dive in, subscribe. Don't yeah, bury the funny. lead. The machines are not supposed to be hooked up to the internet. What did they tell exactly. you? Exactly. What do you repeat what they told you? What'd they say? They said, the poll worker said that the internet is not working. And therefore, they had to take the ballots and put them in a separate bin. Voters were so confused what was going on. Uh, they said that because the internet's not working, the, the scanners weren't going to work. And yep, I was going to say, is anyone putting this together right now? At this point, it's worth asking, is there anything they aren't lying to us about? The global elite laid the groundwork for the great deception with the COVID pandemic event 201. Organizers of the World Economic Forum and Gates pre Pre, you know what, simulation predicted similar pandemic in the future. Pandemic. Training the masses to respond to fear-based programming. And the cyber attack will be the final nail in the coffin. First, let's take a look at what Klaus Schwab has already said on the matter. And pay attention to his body language. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation. I can't get over the fact this guy sounds like a James Bond supervillain. I just can't, with his voice. <laughs> oh, can't make this up. Hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. You don't have to be a body language expert to notice Professor Schwab's deranged excitement about a major cyber attack. The WF in conjunction with the United Nations simulated a cyber attack because they need a crisis to implement their new CBDC financial Ponzi scheme as they accuse Russia or right-wing extremists of collapsing the banks and plunging the world into chaos. Be prepared. The same strategy of using fear as during COVID will be used again. Be prepared for what's coming. Klaus Schwab promises you a cyber attack, and I am telling you it's a cyber attack on banks. An attack that will take out the old system and finalize the plans of the fourth industrial revolution. The establishment of digital currencies, CBDC. A huge crash is part of the process and is needed to destroy the old system to replace it with a new system. So what's the new system? WF. 
Klaus Schwab, warning of the next pandemic. A cyber attack so vast it disconnects the internet. All of this boosts his digital ID and CBDC agenda. The vaccine will be your CBDC, otherwise your bank account will be hacked. Consider saving it for later. They will set an example to make it happen. They might hack a world bank, or they will create threats that will become that serious in order to establish new laws regarding banks and digital currencies. The reality is, the US economy is being eaten alive by inflation and its debt. There is no way they can survive it. They need to crash everything and send all to zero to sound innocent once it happens. Let me tell you the easiest way to do so. Worldwide cyber attacks, targeting banks, banks collapsing, people losing all, market crash. And we do have banks closing around the country. They haven't, it hasn't been make being viral, but you could look it up. Banks are closing across the country. ...and system restarts. Government will be happy and tell you that they have no fault for the collapse of the world economy. They will tell you that CBDCs are good for you because they can't be hacked. They will suggest you use CBDC instead. Otherwise, you risk being hacked again. The same strategy of causing fear during COVID will be used again. Digital IDs and CBDCs are incoming, and both will be mandatory for people to interact in society. The elites have already begun rolling out the first phase of the digital prison they plan to lock us in. 15-minute cities are appearing in the US and UK, and London shops are requiring customers to present digital codes simply to gain access to buy essentials. Klaus Schwab trembles with deranged excitement when speaking about his sick vision, but we have a plan to ensure his Land Security is warning of a potential troubling escalation in tactics from right-wing extremists. Catherine Herridge has more on this and she joins us from Washington. Catherine, we understand the power grid could be a target? Good morning. According to the intelligence report obtained by CBS News, these groups have developed credible and specific plans to attack the power grid since at least 2020 as a way to disrupt the country and the ability of government to operate. The report warns extremists adhering to a range of ideologies will likely continue to plot and encourage physical attacks against power networks, which include more than 6,400 plants and nearly a half million miles of high voltage lines. While the bulletin emphasized small scale attacks are unlikely to cause widespread power loss, it may cause disruption to critical infrastructure like hospitals and police departments. Homeland Security noted several indicators, including online chatter. While the report does not suggest an imminent threat, the Homeland Security Secretary has warned lone wolf actors and small bands of extremists are among the greatest domestic threat because they are hard to detect, disrupt and can mobilize quickly. It remains to be seen if the mainstream fall for the lies. Thanks to educated, informed people like yourself, more and more people are waking up to the truth about their agenda and the relentless torrent of lies. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, known as the prophet in devil circles, has compared the vast cyber and power grid attack on the United States to the biblical tale of Noah's Ark, when a great flood covered the entire surface of the earth. But instead of a literal ark carrying us to safety, Harari says the global elite have a technological Noah's Ark that will save the special minority of upgraded humans from the mass extinction event. What's our future going to be like? There is no us. There is no our future. Humanity might divide into a majority maybe of people who would suffer tremendously and a minority that will have the resources, the wealth, the technology 
to protect themselves and even flourish in some kind of technological Noah's Ark. And this is extremely dangerous. Harari has also given us an indication of who will survive the false flag attack. The elites who've sold their souls to the New World Order, those who've connected themselves to the network and who are prepared to depopulate the planet of useless eaters. People will literally be part of a network. All the bodies, all the brains would be connected together to a network and you won't be able to survive if you're disconnected from the net because your own body parts, your own immune system perhaps depends on being constantly connected to the colony. To that is crazy. That is crazy. That is insane. That's basically what they want. People are like, oh, this is fake. This is fake. Elon Musk was successful with the Neuralink attempt, putting a chip in your brain, and a person can move a mouse, computer mouse, with his mind. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Well, that's all I got for now. And uh, that's basically it. You can hit me up on uh, Spotify, Hot Talk Radio Live in 4K. I can talk about the stuff that I, well, I will be censored. I can't talk about on YouTube. And um, that's about it for now. Okay. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.